Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 today, and we're going to begin reading from verse 4, and we're going to read it in the New Living, just to give us some clarity this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4 says, In everything we do, we try to show that we're true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in jail, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We have proved ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, our sincere love, and the power of the Holy Spirit. We have faithfully preached the truth. God's power has been working in us. We have righteousness as our weapon, both to attack and to defend. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us impostors. We are well known, but we are treated as unknown. We live close to death, but here we are, still alive. We have been beaten within an inch of our lives. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. Now, picking it up in our text today, verse 11... Paul writes, Our mouth is open to you, Corinthians. Our heart is enlarged. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now verse 13 says, Now in return, I speak as to my children. You also, open your hearts. Now it seems in this passage that Paul is breaking into a rather impassioned plea for the Corinthians to open their hearts to him, to open their hearts to his message and ultimately their hearts to God. He had been challenging them in many ways to expand their thinking and to commit themselves wholly to Christ without reserve, no matter the cost. Now these believers, they literally were at a crossroads, individually and corporately as a church. Were they willing to embrace a life of sanctification? Are you this morning? Are you willing to commit wholly to the God who breathed life into you to live for Christ who gave you the abundant life that you now have? Or is it just you have to have comfort and ease and affirmation always? The people of the church in Corinth, they had to be able to open their hearts not only to God, but they had to be able to open it to Paul too. I mean, would they trust him in what he was saying? We all go through this to have to trust our, our pastors and our teachers, especially when difficult matters come up that so challenge us. Paul had taught them openly and honestly. I mean, he had held no good thing back. Even the difficult messages, he still gave it to them. If they failed to know all of God's promises and blessings, hey, it wasn't because Paul had failed them in any way. But moreover, if there was failure, it was because they failed to trust him and love him as he loved them. Now Paul, he was literally pouring himself out to these believers. And he was seeking their fair love in return for the commitment that he had made to them. It was and is the heart 
of every pastor in light of his love for the flock. All that he had endured, all that Paul had endured for them, they were the beneficiaries of all of his faithfulness, his truthfulness, all the pains he had gone through. And he herein speaks to them as his own children. He loved them like they were his own children. I mean, he didn't want their gold or silver. He just wanted their love. The Moffat translation reads this passage, O Corinthians, I'm keeping nothing back from you. My heart is wide open for you. Restraint? Well, that lies with you, not with me. A fair exchange now, as the children say. Open your heart wide to me. Verse 14 goes on, Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what fellowship do righteousness and iniquity have? What, what fellowship does light have with darkness? Verse 15, What agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or what portion does a believer have with an unbeliever? So Paul now, it's important to understand he hasn't changed subjects here, but rather he's expounding now on just how practically they might express this love towards him that he is seeking. The past language of the text has expressed the surety that false teachers and false prophets would not only come at them, but would come in amongst them. There were those who would attempt to lure them away from the truth of the gospel and lure them into a false doctrine, one of experiences and comfort, <laughs> sometimes even legalism and ritual. And those false prophets, man, they're still coming at us today. Staying true to his reputation for delivering tough things to hear, Paul ventures into this issue of those who would, if possible, steal their very souls. Let's face it, Corinth was full of all sorts of vice and evil. It's full of all sorts of religious zealots with false paths to God. Now Paul calls upon these believers to separate themselves from those who would taint their objective. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.